Okay, hello everybody. So today we got another uh, review for you guys. So we're going to be talking about the Netflix sort of summer blockbuster action movie Extraction. Oh yeah. And so this is uh, like sort of their, their foray into like making the big blockbuster kind of films. Uh, so this was produced by the Russo brothers and was written by Joe Russo. And so this movie stars Chris Hemsworth. So they're like using their Marvel connections to get mm -hmm. their guy to be in the mm -hmm. film. Um, <clears throat> they're also, so they're kind of like doing some interesting stuff while moving on from uh, the Marvel stuff. Mm -hmm. They pr produced this film. They produced this other film, uh, 21 Bridges. Yes. The one with uh, Chadwick Boseman, right? With Chadwick. Yeah. 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 Um, and they, they're actually going to do another film for Netflix. This is going to be their biggest budget ever, which is going to have Chris Hemsworth, yeah, Chris Hemsworth and uh, Ryan Gosling will be in it. Yeah. Netflix's big, biggest budget ever, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not the Russo brothers. <laughs> well, we don't know how how much Infinity War Endgame costs. It won't tell us. Wow, uh, it's got to be a lot. It's got to be a lot. Yeah, it's got to be a lot. <laughs> it's got to be um, a, a little bit. So yeah, so that's what they're up to now. And so this was, I guess, sort of like an experiment to see if you know, how popular these films are going to be. And so this film did pretty well. I think it was in their mm -hmm. top 10 originals in terms of all time, in terms of like the number of people who like watched, I think it was somewhere around uh, 70 to 90 million people had watched this film. Okay. So now real quick, before we get too deep into it, um, you were saying this is positioned to be like their blockbuster movie or whatever. I feel like they've had three of those already this summer <laughs> and every other summer, like they always have a movie like this. Uh, like we were just talking yeah. about 600 Ground off screen. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. started. So I'm wondering, like, is this is there something different about this one as opposed to all like you know the old guard just came out and then they had Project Power, which any one of these movies could have been put in theaters and it could have done okay. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I'm just wondering, like, what is their plan? Like, why like, they're just making all of these expensive ass movies for you know people to watch at home? It's it's interesting. Yeah, that's that's a really kind of deep question because that goes into like what is the netflix business model and their model is almost like this debt financing kind of perpetually spend tons of money yeah. uh but they're able to like still be profitable because they have such a large subscriber base create basically creating stuff like extraction allows them to continually keep tons of subscribers because if they're producing all this yeah. kind of content constantly yeah. like every month there's a big thing there's a tv show there's extraction there's the old guard there's this there's that triple frontier was a movie i mean there's yeah. a lot just off the top of my head they're like they've been yep. making these and it's kind of wild to me yeah and so they that's just their plan to like compete with disney and warner brothers and these other like they have to continually produce more content yeah um yeah and so yeah they they i think the difference for these is the level of talent that they're getting is a little bit higher, you know, getting the Russo brothers after Endgame, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um, and saying produced by the Russo brothers and getting mm -hmm. Chris Hemsworth. That's, that's a big get. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and they kind of, the rest of the cast is kind of filled with, um, Oh, it's the only, he's the only yeah. star in the movie uh, until you get to a certain point where there's like a, a, a little, a little cameo for the Netflix kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, I think, I think that's what it, it's like now they're, they're getting Charlie's their own. They're getting, you yeah, know, they get, produced, they he produced that movie too. Mm -hmm, yeah. And they're getting, like you said, with six underground, they're getting Michael Bay. 
Um, those, Ryan that's, Reynolds, I mean, shit. Ryan, Ryan Reynolds, Reynolds post yeah. Deadpool on your platform. Mm-hmm. That's pretty big, yeah. Yeah, and they have another movie that's going to – it's supposed to come out this year. I don't know if it will. I don't believe it, to be honest. Because they, mm-hmm. they said they're, they're still filming it. It's, like, called Red Notice, and it's um, The Rock. Yes, yes. Um, uh, Wonder Woman. Uh, yeah. And I think there's it's someone insane. else big in it, too. There's, like, a third name. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they're these, but these films are like even bigger, right? Like these are like in the two hundred fifty, two hundred million, yeah. Like th- and this was like a hundred million. I mean, that's still that's a lot. Um, Red Notice, Dwayne Johnson, Ryan Reynolds, and Gal Gadot. Yeah. So yeah, Ryan so, Reynolds making that Netflix money. Yeah, big time, big time. Netflix pays. Big, so both of them were in the top ten. They just released the top ten highest paid actors twenty twenty. The Rock and Ryan Reynolds were like number one and number two. And a lot of it had to do with the fact that they made that movie and Netflix just paid them both like $20 million wow. to make that movie. Yeah. Okay. So like half, half the, half the salary they made for the year was just doing that one Netflix movie. That's insane. <clears throat> so yeah, Netflix, they're paying and they have to pay because like they, the other thing too is like, you know, if you do, if you're Robert Downey Jr. Right. And you make, and you're in all of these, movies with with marvel um mm-hmm. he got like he got like eight percent of the box office gross for endgame yeah <laughs> he's he got uh, like eight percent that's crazy that's an insane amount of money his agents man they know what they're mm-hmm. doing <laughs> yeah but you can't do that with netflix because they they have no no box um, no formal yeah yeah i mean there is an equivalent but that has to do with you know like if 90 million people see your movie like it's all right? weird, right? It's all some kind yeah. of like equation on the back end, yeah. Yeah, and Netflix knows that equation, but the talent doesn't. Correct. So they kind of have to pay people more because, like, well, I'm not going to get any back end. Like, you know, The Rock probably gets back end on most of his films. Yeah. But with you know, with with these films, they just got to pay them more up front. So yeah. yeah. So yeah, this yeah. So this is an interesting part of Netflix sort of expanding even bigger, making even bigger stuff. Yeah, and so, it's just crazy to me that they're doing like you know three of these uh, uh, per like summer period. Like I, I can't wait to see if Red Notice comes out. Like I can't wait to see what their fall looks like because last yeah. year we had the Irishman and we had I don't even remember what else, but like it was again they're putting out probably like five of these multi hundred dollar yeah. million movies a year. Like it's fucking crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. And like I said, they're getting bigger. Like Red Notice is going to be even bigger than Olgar or Extraction. Yeah, yeah they're um, grooming and- us. <laughs> 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 I mean, you know, again, their idea is like, and this is like the perfect time for all the stuff to be coming out for them, right? Like, people can't oh, really yeah. go to theaters. Um, and this stuff like Extraction is like, or the Old Guard is like the biggest stuff out, really? For sure. Like, you know, they had that meeting uh, with the execs and they were like, well, you know, the COVID thing, that's really sad. Our employees, this and that and that. But but we have these blockbusters in the can yeah. and they're going to the come can. out this summer. Yeah, cause these are done. And they're going to come out this summer when everyone's at home. Oh, baby. (laughs) You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like, you know, a lot of them feel like they're in sort of the same. They're not amazing. Right. I don't think they're meeting up to. No, I don't think they're amazing (laughs) at all. That's a different thing. That's completely separate. Yeah. Yeah. But it doesn't matter because like, as long as you have this huge subscriber base and people, it's not like people like your average viewer isn't like. Oh man, I, I just want the pure, the best cinema, or whatever. Right? No, no, that's exactly yeah. They just want something that entertains them. They want to like, oh, Chris Hemsworth, click. Yeah. Two hours of their life is gone. Yeah. After yeah. work, you know, mm-hmm. that's all they want. Popcorn and, to the microwave. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So this is like the perfect kind of films for that. These types of films. 
Um, okay, yeah, so let's talk a little bit about Extraction now. So this, like we said, Russo Brothers produced. Mm-hmm. Joe Russo wrote the script. They got Chris Hemsworth starring. Um, and, and the rest of the cast is full of like some some interesting uh, <clears throat> um, uh, Indian actors, actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, the film kind of begins like sort of like uh, we're in the middle of the action. Yeah. And so we see Chris Hemsworth, his character Tyler, uh, he's like fighting on a bridge and he's he's he looks like he's taking a lot of fire and he's kind of um, struggling to survive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it kind of flashes back to this uh, this Indian kid, Ovi, uh, who lives in Mumbai. And he's like, you can tell he's from a wealthy family. He goes to like a private school. He drives in like these, they like, they like drive BMWs or whatever to drive him to and from school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so he's like really well off and he's like hanging out with his friends. And you know they're doing typical teenage boy stuff, hitting on girls. Except when and, this, yeah. yeah. Except when this kid gets home, uh, there's kind of no one there for him. His dad, there has no yeah. parents there. There's just he has a maid. Um, he has like some weird caretaker guy that you see for a hot mm-hmm. second. But he's just alone. He's bored. He has nothing to do. He feels like he's uncared for. You get that sense that he feels like he's uncared for. And so yeah. he gets a text from his buddies. Uh, which I thought was kind of weird because, again, all these kids look like they're 12 years old. Yeah. Uh, and then they end up like the next scene is they're all in a club together. Yeah, they're um, at the club. With the same like girls that were in the school that we were just in. So it's yeah. like, I guess that's how they do it in India. Yeah, I guess <laughs> I guess if you're a rich kid, you just you just hand someone just, like a $50 bill and you just walk in. Yeah, you're just in the club. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like like another another point, like, sort of stressing the fact that he's so alone. Uh, this kid, Ovi, like he's playing piano by himself in this mm-hmm. like massive room with this giant piano. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you can tell there's a void in his life. Um, a yeah. lot's missing. Like no one's really there for him. He's just on his own. So yeah, he goes to this this club and they, they're like smoking weed outside and the cops show yeah, up. Yeah, they're like 12 years old. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, I'm sure. I, I mean, I didn't smoke weed at that age, but I'm sure there are people. Of course, yeah, no. That was that's more believable than going to the freaking club. <laughs> I would say. Yeah, probably. Um, probably. and yeah, this this corrupt cop, like, um, I I believe there was also kind of there's so what we're gonna find is the the central conflict of the film is there's these people from Mumbai who are uh, drug dealers. And then there are these people from Bangladesh. Mm-hmm. And so that's the conflict is between Bangladesh and, and like Mumbai, India. Mm-hmm. And I think the guy who the, the cop had like a Bengali accent, I think is one of the things it said. And so then that's probably like why that connection happened where he was, he was like looking for these, looking for this Ovi in particular. Mm-hmm. And so he, he kidnaps Ovi and uh, delivers him to the Bangladeshi drug lord. Right. Yeah, as a ransom, but <clears throat> later on we find they they it's not about the money. No, it's about just flexing on each other, basically. Mm-hmm. Flex, I'm a flex yeah. on you. Yeah. Um. So Ovi is, it, he's fucked. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, he, you, you get the sense, right? Like his dad is missing, is absent, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, not too long, too much of a logical leap until you figure out that his dad is some kind of like insane, crazy, big, either a businessman or a drug lord. One of the two turns out he's a drug lord, I think. Uh, yeah. Cause uh, there's a Correct. scene with him. Um, so basically his dad is in prison. And so yeah. now he has to, <clears throat> they have to figure out what to do about this ransom. And um, a caretaker guy, the weird little caretaker guy that yeah. we saw Saji. at the beginning of the film. 
Uh, oh, is that his name? Okay, sorry. Yeah, Saju. Yeah. Yeah. So he goes to meet with the father, and he's like, "Well, okay, so this is what happened." And then his dad is like, "I don't care what you do. I don't care what you spend. Mm-hmm. You got to get this kid back because, again, mm-hmm. uh, the flexing battle between yeah. uh, the two drug lords." <clears throat> yeah, because like he's like, "They're not going to give him back. They're just going to flex on me and then kill him." Mm-hmm. Um. So you got to get him, and and he basically says, "You have to get him. You yeah. do." And if you don't, I will threaten your son. So yeah, for him, like Sanju, he's Saju, he's he's in it because mm-hmm. he has to protect his son, his kids, and his family. Yeah. And so he basically, you know, he's he's got to freaking fly to Bangladesh and do this ex- to help do this extraction. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, so then, so then, this other person, uh, I forget what her name was. Um, but she, she, she hires Tyler and they get the job to help get, uh, Ovi out. Mm -hmm. And so there's this whole ordeal. Basically, they're going to get paid a bunch of money from, uh, Ovi senior. Yeah. Um, and (laughs) yeah, so it's Ovi senior and Ovi junior. Ovi senior is the The, the drug kingpin. Yeah. And the dad. Um, and there's some interesting scenes where we see Tyler, like he, you know, basically they kind of they kind of try to establish that he's very reckless with his life, and he doesn't he doesn't really care about living anymore. Yeah. He's 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 uh, straight down the barrel, just an archetype. He's the you mm-hmm. know ex military, ex special ops. You know, your brain yeah. fills in the blank. Mm-hmm. A rough and tough guy, down on his luck. He has this like past that's haunting him. In every scene, he's got to be drinking something or tip popping some kind of pill. He's just really like, I'm yeah. gonna you know. Live or die, you know. I don't, I don't care, care, kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Um, played well, but uh, he—it's absolutely just you know, it's yeah. just necessary for his character. Yeah, yeah. I mean, totally. We've seen this before. Like, um, right. what was the guy from uh, like Riggs or whatever from? Um, oh man, what was that? What was that Lethal Weapon? Oh sure, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Which, the Mel Gibson you know, character. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Where like the first time we see him, he's about to jump off a roof. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think they do jump together. Actually, <laughs> they do. They do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. and he's always uh, he's playing Russian roulette and stuff. So I guess yeah, it's the yeah, same kind yeah. of character. Yeah. yeah. And so in this one, like we see him there on vacation. He's with his friends, and he he just they're at this really beautiful part of Australia where there's this kind of I guess you could say like a cave or something uh, with yeah. like a reservoir of water. Yeah. Um, and he just takes a thirty meter jerk dive and doesn't even think about it. Yeah. Um, and we keep seeing these flashbacks to his family or like a child and a wife something yeah it's it's something, something that we've seen in at least like three of the movies that we've reviewed so far where <laughs> uh, the, the protagonist flashes back to someone or something yeah. that he cares about to give them motivation you know to, to move on <laughs> yeah so yeah i mean that's basically what we know about this guy we know mm-hmm. that at some point we're going to get to this point where he's dying but now yeah. we get the sense that he doesn't really care about his life mm-hmm and so then uh, this woman comes to him and she's like, okay, I got this job for you. Will you take it? And he's like, yeah, I'll take it. Sure. No but it's kind of, kind of in a sense, like, he's like, oh, maybe this will kill me. Yeah. You know? So that's his motivation is just like, okay, I'm maybe one of these days, like you said, the Russian roulette, I'll finally pull the trigger and it'll, it'll be the mm-hmm. end mm-hmm. for whatever. Like there's something in his past and we don't know. Yeah. But something makes him not care. Um, yeah, so then he takes the job, they go to Bangladesh, they give us the 411 on, you know, all this stuff. Um, they need to, so it's basically Tyler and the sniper, right? And they're, they're gonna, they're gonna do this. 
Yeah, they have like a whole team. Um, basically, they have like a little base mm-hmm. of operations. Uh, him and this woman, Nikki, I think was her name in the movie. Yeah, right? Nikki. Yeah. Um, and they have like a little squad. So uh, he goes out with the squad. They have a sniper, and then uh, I think there's like a there's like a man in a chair, you know, that's feeding him information, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In his earpiece. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty much it. It's just them <laughs> two, I think, for now. Yeah, yeah. And so Tyler basically meets with the people who are holding Ovi. Uh, they do the you know the black bag over the head, drive him to the location. Right. He gets there, but you know I guess the the sniper followed him, and so you know they knew beforehand they were gonna have to take on about twenty people. Mm-hmm. Um, so he gets there, you know they have this little standoff with the you know the thugs, you know the typical yeah. stuff again, mm-hmm. some stuff you've seen in mm-hmm. every every movie like this. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and so yeah, and so then. You know, once once Tyler gets the proof of life, he, him and the sniper uh, tactically take out these twenty people in a really cool, Very tactically, <laughs> <laughs> really cool uh, fight scene. So, what do you think of the scene where the choreography of the scene where they oh, there's all this fighting um, and stuff? Amazing, amazing, really good, really, really solid stuff. Uh, as a big fan, I mean, probably one of the one of the genres that I know probably the most about would be this, these types of movies, these types of action movies. Not necessarily the glossed up, like polished blockbuster ones, but like I've seen a lot of shit, like a lot of crap, <laughs> you know, like a lot of Scott Adkins, John Claude Van Damme, you know, all of that stuff. Oh, so man. like, this is kind of like my my playground. This is like the the pig pen that I like to roll around in. Mm-hmm. Um, so really, really well executed stuff. I thought um, with the with the sniper covering them and stuff, uh, they build up the tension to it while they're having the standoff and then he basically kills 20 people by himself uh, which yeah. is awesome uh his last name is rake tyler rake and yeah. he kills someone with a rake he kills again someone with a rake. from from the cheese ball angle i thought that was mm-hmm. really nice <laughs> yeah but yeah uh, again nothing you haven't seen before i think it's not as good as the john wick movies for example i would say yeah. the, the just just the like one-on-one choreography there's some action scenes later on that just like blow you away but just the kind of uh Fist fighting stuff, uh, really good, really good. Not the best, but just <laughs> mm-hmm. above average for sure. Yeah, those those more those more like this character uses the guns more. Um, I mean, John Wick is definitely like it's a John, gun. John foo. Wick is just like a gun foo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's gun foo. Um, this this is it's not totally on the gun foo level. No, it's but, it's but it's not even. I don't even think it's as is it uh, like punchy as like the Jason Bourne stuff. Mm, I just yeah. think it's kind of good. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it was good. Um, yeah, I think I think those were well executed too. These these scenes. So yeah. that was our first taste, right? Just a little so bit. He, ta- he takes out twenty people, and so then he's like, "Okay, Ovi, where you're you're going with me? Get the fuck out of here." So um, he's gonna take Ovi to this extraction point, which is a boat. So he puts him in the back of a car. They change clothes. They they're headed off to a boat. Um, so one thing, just to go backwards a little bit. So. There's a scene <clears throat> that we see with the 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 rival drug lord, who is this guy, <laughs> uh, Amir Asif, I believe is was his name. So Asif, okay, what his name was, is? I'll punch him in the throat. <laughs> so I actually thought that the actor wasn't bad, but this scene was like, like you just like. Like I, I don't know if I could think of more stereotypical things about like right, gang- yeah. Indian gangsters. So yeah, you have a fat, this fat, ugly Indian dude with a really high pitched voice, <laughs> thro- literally throwing little kids off a roof. I actually laughed out loud when he threw the first kid <laughs> off the roof. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, to be to be honest, like the sound the kid made was like. <laughs> 
like, you, just like... Don't, you just don't expect, like, you're going from one scene to another, and then immediately you got this, like, massive stereotype Indian yeah. guy just throwing kids off. And he's wearing a fucking gold chain, too. Yeah, yeah. And his shirt's, like, kind of half open, so he's, like, yeah. really disgusting. Yeah. yeah, and he's got a pot belly, and he's yeah. fucking hairy chest. Yeah, it's, like... It's great. It, it, <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, I... I, I can't imagine a more stereotypical depiction of a bad Indian person than that. Yeah, you're correct. Um, but so the gist of this scene is like, oh, how bad, how evil. Because you always have to, like, make the villain evil. How can yeah. you make them evil? Yeah. So he's evil because he, you know, gets mad and tells his, 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 his guy to throw kids off a roof. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but then we meet this other character. I forget his name, but he's a younger... He's he's sort of adolescent, maybe 12, 14-ish. Got a yeah. scar on his face. Yeah. Um and he's like very quick-witted. He's, you know, uh the the guy asks the the um Amir asks him like, "Oh, like what happened to my money?" It's like, "Oh, well, the the only guy who knew was the guy who threw off a roof." Right. It's like, "Oh, you're very clever, blah blah blah." And basically this young kid gets in with him because mm-hmm. he's clever and lucky. So, <clears throat> it's sort of presenting this more hierarchy of of the villain. He tells people to throw kids off a roof, but he's sort of he has a street wiseness. He 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 recognizes he recognizes other street people, I guess mm-hmm, you could say. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um yeah, so that's like our villain. So like yeah, so you just didn't play well for you, would you say? Oh well, no, I mean it's fine. It, it works again. It all works within the archetypes and it all works within the kind of formula, the straight down the barrel formula mm-hmm. of this movie. Uh, I, I guess I just didn't like, I didn't care for the actor, I guess, uh, something about, and I think that kind of was the point. I think they were supposed to make him as like, he's young. He's supposed, he thinks he's pretty. I think I couldn't quite (laughs) tell, you know, like he thinks he's like, hot shit. he's, I think he just thinks he's hot shit uh, and he's like untouchable. Uh, but he just, he, he's not overly manly either. So I don't know. It just didn't work for me from that aspect, but. Like the guy from uh, the tax collector, the lead from the tax collector, a little bit, a little. Maybe, maybe I have that problem. I have like maybe yeah. I have like a complex with like. It's like you're too pretty to be tough guys. Yeah, you're too pretty to be a tough guy. Exactly. Like, yeah, pretty, guy. pretty tough guys. That's what it is. Yeah. Thank you. You unlocked work. it for me. That's what it yeah. is. Yeah, because pretty that, tough they, guys don't like. They feel them. similar. They feel similar in the way that they were depicted. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so then, so. Um, so Tyler's taking him to the extraction point and Amir gets word of this that, you know, their their site where they're holding uh, Ovi was attacked. So he he has a direct connection with this military colonel. He's like, dude, you got to shut the city down right now. And and, and, and right there, uh, again, just if you're following the blueprint for this movie, when you see the colonel, you're like, ah, he's going to be either a final boss or he's going to be like a mini boss before the final boss. Like, you know, he's one of the guys that we're going to have a scene with. It's like, you, you can map him out as you go along, which I thought was pretty interesting. It's just like, ah, yeah, this yeah. guy's a boss fight. This guy's a boss fight. This guy's a boss yeah, fight. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, yeah, so now that's another kind of problem that uh, Tyler's going to have to face. Um, so then, you know, they get to the boat, but turns out the boat was a trap. Uh, Saju was there waiting for him. And he, you know, does his thing. He's another ex-Special Forces guy. Mm-hmm. And he just takes everybody out. 
takes out the sniper, takes out the guys on the boat. Yeah, which we didn't know. Like, we saw him again. <laughs> we we knew that he was supposed to be the caretaker for the kid, but we didn't know that he was, like, an actual certified badass. Yeah, uh, yeah, until yeah, yeah, he, yeah. Um, He's, like, wearing a mask or something, and then he takes off his mask, and it's like, oh, shit, they're going to fight. You know, the two guys that are supposed to protect the kid are going to fight now. Whoa. Yeah. Um. So what – so when that happened, what do you think what, – what was, like – Cause it was kind of interesting that they made the two of them face off. Mm-hmm. Like, what was the plan there? What was your idea of what the what the plan was for why they would want to get get them to the extraction point, but not have them just do the job, just finish the job? Story like movie plot wise, or like just movie mechanics wise. Did that make wise? sense? Did that um, make sense to you? <clears throat> it made sense because there's a line. There's one line, like a throwaway line, when the guy's talking to his family and he's like, OV Senior doesn't like he doesn't intend to pay or he doesn't have money oh, to pay yeah. for this. Oh. I need to go get the kid. There's that line. So yeah. when he takes off the okay. mask, you're supposed it's implied that like, oh, he's coming to he's just gonna take the kid, <laughs> literally, mm-hmm. and then he's gonna leave the other guy. He's either gonna kill him or just leave him high and dry. He doesn't really care. He just needs to get the kid back so that his family doesn't get fucking murdered. Yeah, I didn't catch that line, but like in my head, I was like, the only reason why that you would do that is for money. You don't want the money. You want to like have them do the hard work and then have your guy who's doing it for free do the the rest of the job. This is that, that well, that's correct. That's what it is. Yeah, but there was there's just one line, and then later, you know, they the characters figure it out in case the viewer hasn't figured it out, but they do put that line in there in the beginning. Yeah. Okay. Um. So that makes sense. So. Yeah, so at this point, that was kind of a spoilerish, but we'll get into more deep spoiler territory now. So if anyone, you know, wants right. to listen, if you want to see some fucking mind blowing action scenes, watch this movie. Otherwise, <laughs> yeah. you can click off. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're because they're, they're not like because like you know, okay, from the jump, you know, okay, Tyler's gonna be in trouble at the end. Yeah. At some point, we're gonna get to this bridge, and he's he's in trouble. Yeah, and uh, I, I would say that uh, the plot to this movie is necessary in that it needs to be a movie, but it is very much just an excuse to get to these action sequences. Like the yeah, people behind totally. these movies, in particular the director, Sam Hargrave, who is his first time movie, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, worked on a lot, like second unit, did a lot mm-hmm. of action for you know the Russos, Avengers, things like that. But uh, clearly this guy's a stunt guy, and he's you know uh, just like an action director, right? So this is just a big excuse to get a lot of money to go to India and just film a bunch of really, yeah. really, really cool action scenes. So uh, yeah. don't worry about the plot too much. <laughs> yeah. So after that, um, after the betrayal, basically there's um, this long action scene that happens. So there's mm-hmm. like the so ba- so um, Ovi and Tyler get into they they basically jack a car and they're just trying to get away. Um, because the police, the the military uh, took over the boat, so they couldn't. Even if they could have gotten past Saju, they they couldn't pilot the there was boat. No, yeah, they literally locked down the entire city. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and they locked down the city. So now their plan is totally fucked. Um, and so and they're trying. Except to, there's a guy also trying to kill them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So now the police are after him. Saju's after him, and it's like, what the fuck are we gonna do? So he gets in, and then there's this really long single take action sequence where they're in a car and I mean, it's like they're in a car. They then crash the mm-hmm. car. They then start like fight. And isn't there also, so like there, there's like a hallway fight scene. Like yeah. they, they, they go into a, an apartment building and then the police are after him and Tyler mm-hmm. has to kill a bunch of cops. He kills yeah. like what a dozen. Cops? Probably. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and then it ends with, <clears throat> you know, he gets into a, a, a fight with Saju. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyler gets run over by a car. Then he Saju runs, gets run over by a car. Yeah, he he. <laughs> then Tyler hits Saju with a truck. Yeah. And then they it ends with them crashing the truck, uh, causing a massive explosion to like as a diversion to get away. Yeah. So yeah, there was this 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 take was this this one thing was heavily talked about. Um, I guess what were your thoughts on this? Like, did do you think that it was? Do you think that it was <clears throat> doing it in a single take was 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 good? Do you think that added to the feel of it, or do you think it was a little bit overdone? I think. Um... I think we're underselling it. I think this is probably the only reason to watch this movie, in my opinion. Um, it, it does deserve all of the, the you know, because you said it's been talked about. It deserves all of the conversation because I, I think, yeah, I mean, by the time it's a, I think it's 11 minutes. I think it's an 11 minute take and uh, it's the entire action sequence. And there's like three or four different types of action sequences within this action sequence. So uh, I think it, it is a little overbearing. Like once you get about like three minutes in, you're just like, oh, we're, we're doing this now. Yeah. Uh, and that I thought now in my crazy head, because I heard about this sequence before I saw the movie and I was like, what if they had the balls to set up this, you know, set up the conflict for 20 minutes or whatever, get into this action sequence and the rest of the movie is like children of men or something. It's all one take. And it's just these two characters on the streets unbroken. You know, there's no more cutting back and forth. Like Mm -hmm. I thought that's, I thought this was going to turn into something else and it was going to be something really significant, but really uh, it's just the contribution, I guess, overall to action movies is this one sequence. I do think it works. I think in the very beginning, it goes from we're doing shot reverse shot of these guys shooting at each other and then Saju shooting back and we turn around and they get into the car and then they drive and then the camera follows the car as if it was like a video game or something. And that's when I was like, Oh, this works. Like, I've never seen anything like that in an action movie, mm-hmm. I don't think. Where it, it goes seamlessly from, like, on-the-ground combat to a car chase in the yeah. same movement. I don't think I've seen that. <clears throat> and and it sustains. And so I thought that was really cool. But, yeah, by the time you get halfway through it, you can tell, like, they're, going, they're panning down into a logo really <laughs> fast just to have that logo to, like, pan back up from, you know, when yeah. you cut or whatever. Uh, but I think it works, man. I think it was really good. Yeah, and like you said, it's really the 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 reason to watch this film. Um, it's it's an impressive, it's a technically impressive thing that they did, and yeah, I mean, it goes from a car chase to then they're they're like doing this close quarter combat in this uh, apartment building, and then it ends with like a knife fight <clears throat> and a car crash. Mm-hmm. So it's it's crazy. It's all over the place, yeah. um, and that's kind of really the apex of the film and then it really kind of slows down a lot after that yeah (laughs) no it does it does and i i I totally get it Uh, you know they say that what it what's the line it's like the second half of the second act is just the desert of creativity right yeah you're sitting there and you're just like fuck how do i how do i get these characters from here to here you know Uh, especially after uh, uh, ostensibly the movie has blown its load at this point yeah you've seen this this action sequence is insane this action sequence is you know Tens of millions of dollars by itself. So, you know, it's like, what do we do now? So what do they do? Yeah, what do they do now? Well, we get some some character development about characters we don't give a fuck about. Uh, yeah, it's a lot of what happens, unfortunately. And unfortunately. then we get, a, we, we get an appearance from David Arbor. Yep. And that's kind of a cute scene. I got it. I know a guy. I'm going to call <laughs> yes. a guy. This guy owes me his life. <laughs> and, of course, it's a trap. He's a traitor. Yeah, um, shocked. Yeah. And so then we get what we expect Tyler and Saju team up. And so they come up Correct. with this plan 
uh, and they're going to do another extraction with a like freaking helicopter on a bridge or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and that's where the climax happens. So there's this gigantic battle on the bridge. Um, Tyler creates a diversion for Saju and uh, Ovi. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he, he starts, he's got like a, so Tyler has like a grenade launcher and some freaking, yeah, <laughs> pretty cool. And, and he like, he like blows up a couple of cop cars. Um, and then you know, takes on again, dozen cops, maybe more and a tank. Oh, probably take, more. Yeah. Takes on a tank too. Mm-hmm. Kills all of them. Uh, Saju and Ovi get onto this, uh, onto the bridge and, you know, of course, the cops accost him, and then Saju's—he's got to do his thing, start killing people. Yeah, yeah he gets—he gets his moment to shine, um, yeah. independently of Chris Hemsworth, because they were fighting each other. But now, finally, it's like the Saju movie for a bit. You do get the sense because the movie does flip back and forth between the all Indian cast. You know, obviously, all the locations are authentic, so it does. If at some point it feels like you're just watching an Indian film. Yeah, and yeah. then it cuts back to like, no, 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 we have Chris Hemsworth in this. <laughs> yeah, so that was a little interesting. So yeah, we do get a, an action scene with Saju, and it, it, that to me feels like the most correct in the whole movie, and that everything is consistent, and he feels like he's in his element, where in you know the element with him, uh, and then because Chris is Hemsworth feels like a little bit like an outsider in the in this movie, which he's supposed to be. Yeah, yeah, because it's yeah, he's like the only <clears throat> he's real. Straight up, he's the only white guy in the movie. Yeah. Uh, uh, other than you know Dave Harbour, who's in it for a few minutes, I think as a wink and a nod to like Stranger Things, Netflix, haha, might be. Yeah, it's it's know. Netflix. They have their they have their guys. Exactly. Know? Yeah. Um, and they keep going back to them. Yeah. Um, and they know that. I think the other thing too is they know that people who watch Netflix stuff know right. who David Harbour is. Yeah, and like that, they're invested somehow. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, so they're like, oh my god, it's him. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, then you th- then you're not going to see the 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 backstabbing coming. Oh. Even though it's kind of a mile away, right? You're so right. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so let's it's get this guy that people like meta psychology of, mm-hmm. of casting. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. Um, but yeah, anyway, so yeah, there's this massive fight on this bridge, um, and like you you brought up earlier, final boss is this colonel, mm-hmm. and he's out there sniping people, and he's you know descending the uh, the police on him, and so he's I believe he's the one he he sniped Saju right. Yeah, which I it's it was weird to me. So at this point, you know, if it, I was trying to follow the threads as as much as I could. Uh, I got the sense that, you know, we do get unlock, you know, his uh, Chris Hemsworth's character, his his past. It's like he feels guilty uh, because he abandoned his son while his son was going through some horrible shit and his son died. Right. So it's like he feels I, I thought they were going to redeem him, though, mm-hmm. because he uh, Ovi calls him. He keeps telling him, like, oh, you're brave. You're brave. You're brave. He's like, no, I'm not. I'm a piece of shit. I, I'm a coward. <laughs> or whatever, whatever. So I just thought, you know, like typical stuff. So I was like, he's going to redeem himself by saving this kid. I thought that's what the whole point of the movie was. So I thought. But then I was like, no, because they're going to subvert us. They're going to kill him. But then Saju's going to succeed because he has a family. So maybe in helping Saju, he's they're going to redeem this character. They could have gone any which way about it. But uh, no, Saji takes a bullet to the face. I thought that was shocking. Yeah. That was shocking to me. Not shocking from like the movie perspective of like, wow, I didn't see that coming. Just more like, why would they like, what do you think is the point of having 
spoilers, both of our guys die or not. But like, es- uh, essentially, they kill them both. So like, what do you yeah. think was the point of building all of this drama with their families and with their sons yeah. when they kill them both? Like, why did you think they did that? Yeah, I mean, I there there are certain things you got to do to make people care, and I find I I again this kind of comes up to me the film. Um, Oh, I forget what it was called, but it's like uh, it's like about the raid, the raid. Oh, sure. So the raid, it was a similar thing. The first five minutes is this scene with the dude and his wife who's pregnant, and it's just there to make you care about yeah. the characters. Mm-hmm. But in the end, it was like, dude, I don't, I don't give a fuck about this guy. I want to see this action. Okay, I want right. to see, th- I want to see them go into this freaking apartment building and have to kill 120 people. Mm-hmm. And with with extractions, the same thing. It's like. You know, do I really care about this guy's past? No, it's Chris Hemsworth. I want to see him freaking kill people. Um, so I, you know, I feel like yeah, this 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 film is kind of morally ambiguous of what it's trying to say thematically, because they okay. do yeah, they kill both of their these so I'm people. That, too much into it, maybe. I was trying to because I just feel like they spent so much time setting this stuff up. Maybe it was the whole thing of like we got to stretch this shit out, so we're gonna put in more character stuff. Yeah, but I thought that they were doing it with a purpose. <laughs> I, I think they could have, but they did not. Got it. Um, you could maybe think Weird. of something, but I, I, I just don't think there's anything really there. Um, the only and- thing that is worth or I think intended to be thought about is the actual ending itself, whether or not he survives or not. Uh, and But that, even then, that's only there to for the possibility of a sequel, I think. Like, really, when it comes down to it, it's just like, yeah. Like, yeah, hey, I mean, yeah, okay, you know the they they. I'm certain that they kind of do want to do a sequel, but um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, yeah, I fe- I felt like it. Yeah, it didn't really fulfill the character stuff it was trying to do. It just didn't. It felt flat. Correct. Yeah. So I guess the the Saju getting shot in the face is more of a mechanic of oh shit, this guy with the sniper is so good. No, what about our main guy? As opposed to you know actually doing something with this character because we don't even get in the resolution and the in the epilogue of the movie we don't even get to see his family. We don't even get to see like he has a fucking phone call with his son and he's like (laughs) I love you, Papa, and he's like crying about it. We don't even get to see that at the end. Yeah, we we don't give a shit about this guy. I thought that was weird. Yeah, that is weird because like he's a really good part of the film. Like he yeah, really, so too. Yeah, he really sells it. And I mean, he's you know he's he's acting across with Chris Hemsworth, and we like kind of like have a feeling for this guy because you know he like they they were fighting really hard, but then they come together. And this guy, like, I mean, there's this, there's this kind of good scene uh, again at the second part of the second act where like he got the fucking shit beat out of him, Saju. <laughs> he looks like yeah. shit, and he's like just going somewhere to patch himself up. Then he calls his kid and his wife. Mm-hmm. And at that point, you can kind of tell he's like, I'm, I'm dying. I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to be able to, to do this thing. But I have to. Possibly. Possibly. I have to for them. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, that's, that's, that's the thing. Like, both, I think both of the characters are invested in making sure all, Ovi lives for different reasons. Mm-hmm. So for Chris Hemsworth's character, he's like, I don't know. It's part of the death wish. It's part of the, the, yeah. the, the sort of heroic, heroic death. Mm-hmm. And for Saju, it's like, you know, I got to protect my son because if I fail, he's going to get, you know, his life destroyed. Yeah. I mean, and no I, I, either way, uh, Ovi exists uh, only to redeem one of these characters, right? Or both. Yeah. Like, he, he doesn't really, again, like, just from us, I'm, I'm, 
clearly reading way too much into this movie story, but I just thought it was interesting uh, for them. I think they're just doing maybe enough to keep the average, you know, popcorn eating Netflix viewer, Stranger Things fan invested uh, only to then just kind of like, you know, ah, there's a twist. Ah, there's a bad guy. Um, I guess, yeah, they're not trying to do more with it. Yeah, yeah, they're not. I mean, it would be nice if they were, but yeah, hey, look, just give us some nice action scenes and Mm -hmm. fill the character stuff with things that aren't super cringy. (laughs) Yeah, Um, well. (laughs) And yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, so that's basically the film. Um, So what would you, would you say that this was, would you call this a success for Netflix? Well, see, that's the thing about Netflix is they won't even tell you what success means to them. Yeah. We have no idea. I mean, yeah, okay, yeah. They, they show their – they give their top ten and you know they say, oh, this movie did like X million amounts of people watch this movie. But what does that mean? I don't know. I don't know if this was a success. I don't know if this is going to get people to sign up. I do think it's not disingenuous. <laughs> that's not the right word. But it is a, a little bit of a bait and switch because what this movie is – like this movie does not exist if they didn't do it in India. This movie does not exist. There's no way they could have made this movie in America. There's no way they could have at, at this level of polish with probably the budget that they had. Mm. Um, I feel like you can go to India and you can get really, really good Indian crews that know what the hell they're doing. And you can make a movie like this a lot cheaper than you can make it anywhere else. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I feel like the, the, the reason for this movie to exist is a, like, you know, go to India, go to Mexico, just pick a country that has a film industry that is really good, but is not going to charge you. You know, you're not going to have to pay as much up front, Mm -hmm. you know. So it is a little weird because it feels like an Indian film. And then they just fucking crane Chris Hemsworth into it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. (laughs) I don't I don't know. Like when you're asking if it's a success for who, how, I don't know. Uh, Is Chris Hemsworth enough by himself to get people to sign up to Netflix? I don't know. I think this in combination with the other movies we talked about, like the old guard and some of the other stuff that's come out possibly, but this movie by itself, I don't even think it would have played that well in uh, like multiplexes. Honestly, I think it would have done okay, but I don't think it would be, you know, as big as like a John wick or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it would have done okay, but there's just something about the Netflix original films. Yes. Like these types, like there's something about them. That's always just very average. They yes. never rise above the averageness. Mm-hmm. I know? think that might be the model, not the business model, but I think in terms of the actual content itself, this might be the model. I think it's as run of the mill as you could possibly make something uh, and then just polish it with a lot of money. Yeah. I think that's what the model <laughs> is because this feels like a TV movie, except the action sequences are outstanding. You know, mm-hmm. but it, ultimately, story-wise, like it is a TV movie. It feels mm-hmm. like, oh, this is in the right place. That's why, like, this is not a Jason Bourne or a John Wick where you mm-hmm. go to the theater and you're invested in these characters at all. <laughs> you know, yeah, like half of this film is like it's like Man on Fire, but like without a character we're really invested in, but with more action. Yeah, right. Yeah. A guy, a character, yeah. a guy we know, foreign country, problems in the country. He's got to basically blow the country up to get. The, the kid back, but he has to sacrifice himself because he has these moral failings to, yeah, and, in, in order to save this kid. And but saving the kid, he saves himself. There's value to that. Like that is a cliche. Like that entire story is a cliche. Like there's value to just having that and then building, you know, some cool shit to look at on top of it, mm-hmm. which I think was probably the point of this movie. But yeah, I don't know. Um, I think it was fine. I think it was good. I just don't know. Um, 
if it's you know enough I, from a marketing point i don't know because it is 100 percent. it's like half the movie is in hindi so i i, I don't know if it's because they didn't advertise it that way either it's like it's the chris hemsworth show so i don't know if that's successful enough to sign up people but i think it did okay yeah, I mean, it, it was, <clears throat> they were, when they released those numbers, it was in their top 10. I think it was like maybe number, it was, it was like top five. Like they I think the number was like 90 million people had watched it, watched. You know what I, you know what I think it might be too? It might be, um, they had planned to have that, um, single take action sequence to be talked about so that by the time this movie came out the press had done its work and they were like this movie you know chris hemsworth movie blah, 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 netflix blah, 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 really cool action sequence they're doing stuff you know they're changing the industry like you got to watch it um i think that might be part of it too is they yeah. wanted to have like a gimmick more or less yeah 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 for sure i mean and it you know it kind of worked um uh yeah so what would you say give this for a rating well traction uh six yeah i give it a six yeah and not because and again it is good uh, mm -hmm. i don't think six is a bad score i just think it does it's a six only because of the action sequences otherwise it's mm -hmm. not worth watching at all it's not worth yeah. your two hours honestly <laughs> yeah. it is not um everything is great about it again everyone we talked about the actors you know saju uh, everybody mm -hmm. who's in this movie is fucking awesome and everybody's yeah. working at their you know uh, at their heights but there's no yeah, point the guy, really to it. The guy who plays Saju's, uh, her name's, his name is uh, Randeep Ahuda. Um, he's he's actually been in a lot of interesting Bollywood stuff, and he's kind of. I was watching some interviews with him. He's a really interesting guy. Like he's a he's a kind of method actor. Um, cool. Yeah, and so he he really like goes into a role. Um, and you gotta know that you gotta know that there's a lot of Indian actors like that in this movie <clears throat> that like over yeah. there are huge movie stars. So this does work both ways. It's just from our perspective you know, from like just living like at least here, you know, I'm like close to Hollywood. I don't really, um, I think, yeah, they're just banking on Chris Hemsworth and they're just banking on that action sequence to, uh, get people to keep their Netflix subscription. I don't know. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. but yeah, rating wise, I think you're right on. I gave it a six. There's just something like outside of the action scenes, there's just nothing there that really keeps me. Like you know? when we were going over the story, we skipped like 40 minutes of this movie's plot. Yeah. Which is, Point worthless. Like yeah. it's just it's just filler. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um all you all you need to know is there's there's that there's that chase scene, there's the stuff leading up to the chase scene when he like has to get Ovi out, and then there's mm -hmm. the final battle on the bridge. Everything else is like yeah. worthless. Not I really even think I really think this movie this if they I, they probably didn't have the money for it, but if this movie had done the thing where like it all of a sudden switches to a children of men and we're following these guys in an uninterrupted sequence like um tracking shot for the rest of the fucking movie, that would have been like life changing, right? And the movie could have been an hour and 25 minutes or something and they could have been fine. Oh yeah. But because it is it positions itself as like a 2-hour super serious mm -hmm. movie, I just didn't really um it didn't really hit those heights. Yeah, I feel like I feel like if they if they cut off thirty minutes, this movie could have been vastly improved. I think so too. Yeah, you know, just just that 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 sequence we were talking about, like after the the car chase, that they just cut, or you know, just 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 basically only had that scene with uh with uh with uh what's his name Saju um when he was patching himself up, mm -hmm. just have that and then have them meet up somehow and just be like, right. they figure it out. Cut out Dave Harbour. Like, I know you want to have him in there. Yeah. I know you'd understand. I understand that because you just have Chris Hemsworth and you want to have a, 
there's an expectation when you come to these movies, especially these like big, uh, like fucking G.I. Joe Rise of Cobra, or not Rise of Cobra, Retaliation, right? Like you want that moment when, you, you know, he's like, I got a friend and they go to Bruce Willis's house. Like yeah. I understand that psychology. Yeah. But if you just cut out Dave Harbour out of this movie and you just put more Saju in it and you put more of the kind of counterplay, I think it could have been a much better movie. Yeah, for sure. Um, and like, again, like, I don't know if you've seen The Raid or not. Um, no, I keep, it's on my yeah. list. I haven't seen it yet. I Because I, I just saw them recently too. I saw them okay. this year. I saw the one and two. The Raid one is like amazing. Mm. Um, like I said, it, 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 it does this thing where there's a setup where they try to force you to care about the character. Like, oh, so he has a fan. Like, I don't give a fuck about that. But, <laughs> right. but the action, man, that stuff delivers and it does not stop. It's nonstop. It's like, we know why you're here. To see some people get killed, to see some well, violence, the, to see some fighting. That was the blueprint for the first John Wick as well. It's like, yeah, okay, I'm sorry that your wife and your dog died, but like, just let me watch, you know, John Wick do his thing. Yeah. Um, the yeah. smart thing about John Wick is like, I think the killing the dog was like the br- because that's so brilliant because you're like people like they killed the dog, kill so, them all, kill so them all. Funny, it's so funny how that works. Yeah, because, like we don't give a shit about yeah. this guy's pregnant wife, but we care a lot more about a dog. I'm telling you, dude. Like, if it was just a pregnant wife, people would be like, mm, this guy's kind of like violent. But like the the fucking dog, man. Once he once they kill the dog, like, nah, man. Yeah, yeah. rip up the guns out of the stuff, you know, yep. that's like in the cement box in the ground. Yeah, pick up the guns, kill every one of these motherfuckers, kill them all. Yeah, that's can't funny. kill a dog. <laughs> well, also it's a puppy too, right? Like it's even mm-hmm. worse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's no there's no puppy killed moment in this movie. Like there's oh, nothing no. that like invests us so much that we're like, oh my god. And they were never they were never gonna they were not mm-hmm. even shooting for that. No. They again the story is necessary to get to the action yeah. sequence. Yeah, totally. So in our hierarchy, this is definitely below definitely below like John Wick and definitely below like oh, those other god. kind of films. For sure, for sure. Time. This is somewhere this is somewhere above um like Angel Has Fallen, <laughs> I would say. It's it's hovering in that kind of yeah. uh, area. Those Lionsgate movies that come out in theaters, and you're like, "What the fuck? This is a movie, okay?" <laughs> you know, like, this is somewhere in there, I think. Um, yeah, yeah, basically. So yeah, I think that's that's our review of the movie Extraction. Um, cool. Yeah. So thanks a lot, everybody, for stopping by, and uh, see you again next week. Absolutely. And if you made it to the end, you're a hero. Cheers. Yes, you are a hero. We love you. <laughs>